0: Hello, and welcome to this episode of Your Destiny Today with your host, Anthony Turner. Join us as we explore life and purpose from a kingdom perspective through biblical teaching, inspirational messages, and informative discussions with special guests. Our goal is to equip and mobilize you to walk in the fullness of your destiny today.
1: well hello everyone this is anthony turner of course of destiny ministries international and we want to thank you for joining us for this episode of your destiny today and uh before we get into our uh, show today just want to again thank those of you who have subscribed and if you are not already subscribed we want to invite you to hit that subscribe button on whatever platform you listen to. Your destiny today. We are on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, we're on Spotify and iHeartRadio, and many of the other uh, platforms that you, your favorite platforms that you can listen to uh, your podcast. And so, uh, if you like what you're hearing, we want you to subscribe, and then just send us a note and let us know how this is blessing you, and uh, today we are so thrilled. I am so thrilled and excited uh, to have in the studio with me a, uh, a, a very dear friend who's become a dear friend very quickly. Uh, we've, we've, we've been a, a part of um, a mentorship um, call for the last several years together, but we really only met... Uh, this year and it's been just a delight and a joy and she's become uh just one of those people that has greatly impacted my life in, in a in a very short period of time. And I am talking none other than my good friend Charlia Woodward. And we'd like to welcome you to your destiny today, Charlia.
2: Thank you for having
1: me. It's an honor to have you with us, and we are so grateful for you uh, accepting uh, our invitation. And uh, uh, for those who may not know, please uh, just tell us a little bit about you, your, uh, your ministry, and just um, what what Father, what you feel like Father is is speaking to your heart to 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 do in this in this time that we're in.
2: Well, um, I am a prophetic voice, and I feel that God has called me to be a mother to prophetic voices. And I initially started uh, this ministry, uh, which is called First Fruits Company. It's a prophetic company. I started it originally in 2008, and the heart that I had at that time um was to to parent prophetic people and mm-hmm. to raise up people but um the paradigm that i had at that time was one of bringing people in it was i think i had such a mother's heart i just wanted to bring people in and and grab them with my arms and pull them in and and cover them and and nurture them um, but the Lord had me take a detour, um, and He uh, began to show me about um, the apostolic as well as the prophetic. Mm-hmm. And as my heart went in that way, just all of my ability to see was enlarged. Okay. And when that happened, I began to see that God was raising a prophetic company out there. Yeah that it, it i didn't have arms big enough but mm-hmm. he has arms big enough right and so the shift was not to to as much be a prophetic company but to be in, in a a um a support if you will yeah. to the prophetic company he's raising um in whatever city in whatever nation. And so my heart has become enlarged mm. um, for the whole. Yeah. And yeah. that's my perspective
1: now. Wow. Well, first of all, there's a couple of things that I want to uh, kind of highlight that you said. And one being that um, you, you, you have this nurturing mother's heart, which is unquestionable for those who know you and for those who of you who don't, just get ready because I really believe, uh, coining a phrase that my friend James Nesbitt, I heard first say this, he was talking about my friend Ed Watts, but I say the same thing for uh, Charlia, that she is a, um, a a prophet, a prophetic voice right now that's being unsheathed. For such a time as this, and as you heard her say, this is something that the Lord launched her into in 2008, and here we are in 2021, and um, and and now uh, the the Lord is really just kind of enlarging your territory and your tents. But but of course, my question is, uh, if this is something that the Father uh, birthed or planted the seed of. In your heart, in 2008, that was basically 13 years ago. Uh, would you mind sharing the in between with us, and <laughs> and what that journey of looked like? Because uh, it started one way with you um, thinking of you know gathering a, a company of uh, young prophets to to mother and to nurture, and now it's shifted to something of undergirding the, just the entire. Uh, prophetic movement and and young prophets and and seers and 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 feelers around the world. So, can you give some kind of um, backstory to to your journey?
2: Sure. Well, first I'll say that I was five years old when I knew that I could hear and that I could see in the spirit. It was the first time I heard the voice of my father, and um, I wa- It was in 2000. Um, when he called me into prophetic ministry and I didn't even know what that was. Mm. So it was in 2008 that I realized that he was calling to me to be a prophet. Mm-hmm. And I was finally embracing that that was an acceptable um, term, that was an acceptable office um, for today. Yeah. And so it, between 2008 and 21, which for me is a relaunch um into the thing that he's been developing in me through these years. But I think that um I came from such a pastoral paradigm where everything was in-house. Yeah. Um, you just didn't look much past the walls. Mm-hmm. Unless you were going to bring someone in, Mm -hmm. Um, all of the thinking was about bringing people in. It it, there just wasn't the understanding of going out. There wasn't the understanding that the story began much before we began. Yes, that generations have been working generations have been speaking um and you know as my my heart began to enlarge my mind began to enlarge as the lord enlarged me Um, When I came into contact with apostolic grace, Mm. then I I remember that an apostle said to me that you see far, but you don't see wide. Wow. And that reality was so true. It hit me so hard because I had lived my life for the future. Mm. Everything I thought of was about where we're going, but I wasn't able to see what had been and what was all around me. Wow! And so as I began to see more um, just being around those graces, I began to see how important it is um, that the apostolic and the prophetic – partner together mm-hmm. so that the view is much much wider and it gives opportunity for people to find their place in a much bigger picture wow. than what we had known before
1: absolutely but now you also bring up another uh a point to kind of uh, unpack and that is what uh me, I, you know, you and I have uh, had an opportunity to interact, and we're actually uh, uh, recording this in, um, in Aiken, South Carolina, on the heels of a conference that we've both been a part of. And uh, one of the things that I, that I mentioned quite a bit is that I, I, I get the privilege and honor of functioning apostolically in the body of Christ. But I find myself constantly surrounded by prophets, <laughs> and um, so the one thing that I'd like to unpack with that is because uh, this this uh, apostolic voice that spoke that to you said, "You see far, but you don't see wide." Uh, many times we 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 congregate, or we are attracted to be around people who. View things the way we do. So, uh, did you experience any type of stretching or challenges by stepping into or being uh, um, open to listen to uh, those apostolic voices, or 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 to embrace? Because uh, I, I I call you a, a a prophet with an apostolic edge, and uh, and and one of the reasons I so loved being able to have you on the broadcast and on the podcast was because my interaction and my time with you has, um, I, I'm, I'm constantly around prophetic voices, um, mature, some just emerging, some now just in, only embracing um, uh, what they walk in. And so all shapes and sizes, and so, what I what I really appreciate is your um, your perspective and your approach that is that is bigger than just that of um, the prophetic um, normalcy. I'll say it that way. So, what, what were you, how did how did that come about?
2: Well, I believe that I hit a crossroads. Um I believe that the Lord had to shake in and awaken me people who who are prophetic um rather they're in the prophetic office or rather they have the prophetic gift they they naturally have an inclination to see the holiness of the word of God yes but the truth is when we look at all five offices each one has a capacity to see the holiness in the thing that they carry yeah and what what I was challenged with initially is to see the holiness of what the others were carrying. That's good. I had to get past that there was something just as valuable, just as holy, and just as impactful and just as necessary. mm mm-hmm um, as the thing that I had treasured my whole life, which was the voice of God.
1: Wow. That's so good. Well, you know, for me, I, um, all of my life I've, and I share this with a lot of the young people that I get to speak into their lives or mentor. And that is that the thing that father has called you to to do and how he's called you to do it should be, uh, paramount and, 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 of great importance to you, but not at the expense of diminishing the importance of what he's called someone else to do. And I, I, I think that that, for any of us, uh, for for the the apostle relating to the prophet, the the apostle re- relating to the teacher, the prophet relating to the evangelist, however we look at it, or just, uh, and I used to pastor for 30 years, And I would say the pastor relating to the intercessor, uh, who many intercessors are highly prophetic, even if they don't walk in the office of a prophet, uh, many intercessors are highly prophetic. And I've seen that from a pastoral perspective where we can, uh, those other um, facets or the other uh, viewpoints and perspectives can literally, if, if you don't if you aren't careful, they'll grate on you because, because people see in it from a I won't even say a different lens, but what they are carrying is 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 a is a perspective of holiness based on how they are called to to um, to minister in the earth. And so so you you're touching on a powerful, powerful point. Um and I think maybe that's another reason why the father has given you this heart to mother a generation of, of, of of prophets and those who operate in the prophetic is because, um, it's very easy to get so tunnel vision that, that you not only think that your thing is the most important, but is the only. And, um, would you would you touch on that a little bit and kind of give your perspective in light of that? I know you've uh, just elaborate on that a little bit, if you would.
2: I I guess the thing that that the picture that the Lord showed me that really helped me understand is when I look at the five offices and I look at them like five fingers. Mm-hmm. And the fingers have to come together to apprehend something. Mm. And so the Lord had put in my heart, there is a, there is a, um, a, a force within each finger as it moves towards the other it's it's like the clashing of swords when hmm. when we when we say that 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 iron sharpens iron yeah. that is what's happening when those fingers Come together, and there's going to be confrontation. It's again there is a force bringing them together. Yeah. So that's the picture that he gave me. If if that hand, if that that governmental um, representation of God is going to lay hold of something in the earth then there needs to be that force. There needs to be that confrontation between the five so that together they grab
1: something. Wow, that's good. That's a powerful visual. And uh, I'm, I'm just so blessed uh, to, to hear and get your insights on uh, the things that the Father has um, is, is really been speaking. And like you said, I, I, I know and I can attest uh, that you are a, a prophetic voice for this era in this time. And uh, one of the things that uh, you and I've had the opportunity over the course of the last few days during this conference to to talk about in 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 times where we've had lunch or whatever is just um, an overview of where we are climatically in our nation. The church, all of those different touch points, and of course we've had conversations in our attempt to solve all of the world's problems. But at the same time, we we do know that there that Father gives us each different insights. and And you shared something um, uh, with me yesterday that just really laid heavy on my heart. And I I just want you to just I'm just gonna give you the the, the space to just. Elaborate on that, however, the Father uh, puts it in your heart to elaborate.
2: Sure. Um, It was interesting because last year, when we we first entered into this COVID season and we were approaching Passover, and the Lord had put on my heart this is about households. Mm. It's not about where your church stands, it's not about uh, where your group leader stands. It's not about what you tell your group or what you tell your church. But this is a moment that is between you and God alone. It's you and your household mm-hmm. and God. And He. it was like he wanted to mark a measurement. And I likened it to you begin a school year and you take an assessment test. Mm-hmm. And it kind of determines... Uh, it, it's an eye-opener. It tells you where you're at as you're beginning the year. Yeah, And so I felt like he was taking an assessment test, a measurement of us, as he called us into our households mm-hmm. over Passover. Mm-hmm. And we were forced to look in the mirror. We were forced to set other things aside and really take a hard look. Yeah. Well, the Lord put on my heart... That he's taking another measurement at this time, because mm. the question is at the end of the school years, what did you learn, and how far <laughs> have you come? Wow, where are you positioned for this next season? Wow, and I believe that everywhere I've looked and everyone I have talked to, leaders and 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 um, just just people of God, that God is measuring them. And he he wants not only to see or to 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 reveal um where their measurement is, but he wants to reveal where they can be best positioned for tomorrow. Wow, for the thing that he wants to do.
1: Yes. so now, why do you think that's important as we I mean, I obviously you are and 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 we can talk about that uh, during this time too. You're a seer and, and the father uses you um with with that that gifting, you said since since you were five years old is when that kind of kicked in. And 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 I know that Father places those uh gifts in the body of Christ for a purpose and for a reason. And so this this year of journey of 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 assessment, this this time that we've been in, of measuring to 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 see where we were, to see where we are, where do you believe this is leading and and, and, and even in the light of you talking about how we can now be best positioned, mm-hmm. uh, what what has that meant for you even personally and what what do, what do you feel like that looks like for the body of Christ or for the ecclesia moving forward?
2: Well, one of the things that I see is a measurement concerning patterns. Okay. Are we at a place now that we're ready and willing to come out of old patterns? Mm. And so I I think that, you know, sometimes if 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 we're, if we're in class and we know we're studying a subject, mm-hmm. then we're focused and, and we're, we're going to come up with the right answer. We've got the book open right in front of us. Yeah. But when we have a pop quiz, and that's kind of how he showed it to me, we don't know we're being measured. Wow. We don't even know. And the question is, so he's presenting these, these circumstances that cause us to make choices as to whether we're going to come out of old patterns or not. Wow! And this is a determination that you know was Israel going to stay in the desert, or were they ready to move into a promise? Wow! And what what was their placement going to be? And what did they still need nourished? What did they still need developed before they could receive the fulfillment of what He had for them? Mm-hmm and so i i think that that uh it it's it, there's an importance to this year um not just uh awakening us for the moment but That's that good. we would become new and that we'd be willing to be new
1: absolutely because um you you mentioned patterns and old patterns um we all have um, those patterns or those, um, how do we want to say it, those um, familiar things that we, uh, our normal way of doing things, um, that if we were just left to our own devices, uh, I call it those those synapses. One of the things that I feel like on a personal level has happened to me is uh, the father has spoken to me. I love the scripture out of Proverbs where it says, it's the glory of the Lord to conceal a matter and the glory of Kings to search them out. And how he's used um, that word for me on a personal level is he constantly challenges me to look again, to look again at something that I've that I thought I was an expert in, and found out that not only was I an expert, or I'm even if I thought I were, the thing that I was an expert in is, is now obsolete. It's like being the expert on eight-track tapes; <laughs> nobody uses them anymore. And so, one of the things that I feel like the father is, as you as you even shared that and laid that out, is is letting us know that many of our patterns, how be it, they may have been extremely successful and they may have gotten us to a level of, of maturity. Now father is assessing and say, there's more, but in order to do that, are you willing to allow me to fire new synapses for you to get there? And, um, uh, it's interesting because in during COVID, um, in the shelter-in-place, I, I thought, of course, I had just flown in from Washington, D.C. and flew in back into Colorado uh, into this this shelter-in-place, and I thought it was going to be done in a couple of days, if not at, at the most two weeks. And I was so frustrated after about three weeks, and the Lord um, confronted me. And He said, do you want this to be quarantined? consecration. So one of those confrontational moments where I had to, again, adjust the way I think about where we're going and how we're moving forward. So for you, with um, this invitation of the Lord through this assessment, what do you say to those that the Father has given you to speak to how How do you encourage them to walk through this and or t- how how should we as the body of Christ, how should we navigate these next this 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 time that we're in how do you what do you think with that
2: um What comes to mind are are two words: uh, one is humility mm-hmm. and one is honor. Mm-hmm. I I feel like um, if we have all the answers, there's no room for understanding. <laughs> and we have to we have to empty ourselves of ourselves and yeah. all that we think that we know. Yeah. Um, it's like the Lord uh, let the people know when they crossed into the promised Land. You haven't been this way before. Wow. And you know, we we tend to think that we're experts. And, uh, and we're not experts in all things. Mm-hmm. We've become skillful in the thing that he has developed us in. Mm-hmm. But it's still very limited in comparison to the whole. Yeah. We, we, we struggle to, to capture that we see dimly. We see a very small piece of a very big Puzzle that again is not only wide in um, far in in scope, but in time. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm.
1: So uh, for you on a personal level with your ministry, how uh, do you see the Father? Um, what has He been speaking to you as to how you walk this out with those that you walk with in that that sphere of influence? that he's given you
2: you know one of the things that's really been in my heart is about the orphan spirit Mm -hmm. and the thing of it is 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 when when kids grow up in an orphanage now i don't have that literal experience Mm -hmm. but i have that that experience in a spiritual sense yeah It's where orphans and peers, peers who are orphans, are helping one another, encouraging Mm. one another, and it's you and me against the world, but we're fearful of of parents, Mm. we're fearful of fathers, we're fearful of being fathered, and we're fearful of the father. Wow. And we don't even know it. Wow. We're we're living in this in this little protected world with with our own little language between siblings. And and the father has gifts. He has fathers mm-hmm. that he wants to manifest himself through. And we're rejecting those fathers. Do you know that the story of Esther is not just about a nation, but it's about an orphan and a father. Wow. It's about an, an orphan who found a new identity. And it's about a father who again found favor. You know, there's wow. there's a work that God is doing behind the scenes to turn the hearts of the children to the fathers and the fathers to the children and in order to do so if we say that we trust god in the orphanage we're we we're developing you know we're we're feeling good just like we see little kids you know they're all gung ho with with their sword but when they leave that nursery and go out into the real world they're frightened children
1: wow yeah
2: and so it it's it's imperative That if we trust God the way that we say that we do, that we allow him to bring fathers into our lives to further develop and even challenge us. And you know, earthly fathers aren't perfect. They just aren't. Mm -hmm. But we're not looking to a man. We're looking to the manifestation of the father through fathers, understanding that he's using imperfect vessels and we receive what God is bringing through them with that understanding.
1: Wow. Wow. So our 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 base trust has to be in our Heavenly Father, even in His ability to speak to us and help us and raise us up through imperfect human fathers. Is that what I'm hearing you say? Yes. So now... Um, it's interesting because I think about that in light of uh, our nation today and the fatherlessness. You know, I, I one of one of my favorite scriptures is is in First Corinthians chapter four, where Paul says, "You have ten thousand instructors, but few fathers." But I look at our nation, and I, I feel like you've 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 kind of thrown a grenade in the room with the reality of orphans who 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 form almost like gangs or or, or form communities uh, with with the in intention of siblings taking care of each other and actually leaving fathers out and and do you do you see that playing out even on a grand scale in our nation just uh i am talking about i know in the in the I, i'm a, of course i'm i'm a black man and in the black community uh i was i was beyond shocked to know that over 70% of families were fatherless there was no father in the family no father in the home and so uh we see I think a lot of the fallout because of that. So how do we move, how do we as orphaned communities, how do we move towards that in a practical way where even in the church you see it? I mean, (laughs) so how do we move towards that in a practical way? Uh, do, Do you have any idea or any thoughts on that part?
2: Well, there again, I think that's where that where those two words, humility and honor, um, mm-hmm. come into play. Um, th- there just has to be a willingness for both those things. And I'll I'll say from the standpoint of of the fathers, um, you know, I've I've had experience in business mm-hmm. where um, I had frustration towards the younger generation because their approach to work was different mm-hmm. than than what i would have expected or desired mm-hmm. um and and so there was just kind of i i i had this moment where i thought wow do they do they, does this one i had a, one particular experience i thought does this young man understand th- the importance of customer service <laughs> and you know his his responsibility to to, um, our particular agreement and those things. And, you know, I felt like the Lord just kind of stopped me in my tracks. And he said, he, this young man is desperately trying to protect himself. Wow. Um, he, he's acting like he doesn't care because he is so afraid to fail. mm He is Mm. so afraid to fail. And any word that you give him that reinforces the sense that he's failing only causes him to harden more and to care less. Wow. He said, so this is how I want you to approach him. I want you to speak to everything he does well. And so I began to speak to those things. I really appreciated when you did this. Thank you for, for taking the time to do this. And I noticed that this young man just began to respond to all of those affirmations, and then before long, not only was he doing a good job in in what I felt that he really what what was his responsibility, mm-hmm. but I found that he was willing to go beyond. Wow! Because he was no longer afraid to fail. Wow! He felt safe. He felt he felt that this was a place that he could excel. And, and, you know, I just don't think that we realize what's really happening under the surface uh, of the generation after us because we're not the same.
0: Wow.
1: So what you've just said to me is that not only are the orphans being assessed, but the fathers and the mothers are being assessed as well. That's right. And so all of us have to uh, embrace and, first of all, recognize the patterns, the old patterns that, that hinder us from being able to, um, to go to the next step with where, where father wants to take us. So that's powerful. I, you know, I'm sitting here thinking, you know, um, it's very easy. And, and, and that's one of the things that I think has been an underlying, uh, thought of this entire podcast. It's, it's it's very easy to look at where you are and how you function, whether that's an apostle or prophet or evangelist, pastor, teacher, intercessor, uh, um, worship leader, and 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 because you've experienced some success, is to close off all of the other. And the same thing applies even in light of being uh, um, a spiritual mother or father. It it also requires some us being measured to see, um, because our parenting skills may need to adjust and shift as well.
2: I think it's important that we recognize as spiritual parents that the Father wants to manifest through us. Mm. We don't own the children. They're not actually ours. (laughs) He, they're his. Yeah, yeah. And he's going to do that through us, and that that changes some dynamics. It brings us more to a place that we can give reverence to the treasure that he sees in his children, and the fact that he has allowed us to partner with him in parenting them.
1: Wow, that's so good. That's so good. So as we kind of come uh, to um, to wrap this up, uh, I'm just gonna. Leave it open for you to share. Do you have any final thoughts? It doesn't even have to be what what we've talked about, but I I want to give you that space to just kind of release what what the Father's placed in your heart. So, what are your what are your final thoughts that you'd like to convey to our audience today?
2: You know, there's just something that's kind of been burning in my heart since early this morning. Um, it's it's about J. Hugh and Jehu is the one that commanded that Jezebel be thrown down. Mm -hmm. Um, And then he had Jehonadab get in his chariot, and he said, let me show you the zeal of the Lord. (laughs) And he had no idea who was in his chariot. I had no idea who was in his chariot, that he was showing his zeal to. And this man has... A, he, a, part, a part of a different lineage than of Jehu, because Jehu, his zeal only took him so far. Wow. He lost sight of the heart for the Lord. And the Lord said, but because you dealt with the house of Ahab, um, you're going to have for four generations people on, on the throne. And, you know, that speaks to a public favor, to an earthly um, favor or reward, But Jehonadab, this secret group of of Rechabites, the Lord said to the Rechabites, you'll have a man that stands before me forever. And the difference between these two were the Rechabites honored the words of their father. And because they honored the words of their father, then God took notice and he said, it's not going to be earthly, it's not going to be temporal, but it's going to be in- eternal, that someone will represent you before me forever. Wow. And so I just feel like it's God's heart in this time of of upheaval, there's so much division and strife, that we understand um, that zeal only carries us so far. Mm. But honoring the Father is something that will go in the books that he will take notice of. Just as he wrote down in a book, those who spoke, who feared the Lord, it says in Scripture, he also takes note of those who honor the Lord, that they may have someone that stands before him
1: forever. That is so amazing and so powerful. Even as you were, were, were talking about that, it, it, it brought me to recall David and um, his standing at the head of Saul while he was asleep, surrounded by 4,000 of his elite. And he had a moment where his armor bearer reminded him that the Lord was going to bring Saul into your hands. This is that moment. And you can end his life. All of your running can be over. All of your hiding in caves can be over right now. But David knew the nature of the father. And that's honor. And he says, I will not. I mean, here's a man who has literally brought uh, terror and everything imaginable to his life over the course of the years and his response was still, I will not touch God's anointed, nor will I do his prophet any harm. And so I'm 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 being challenged as I listen to uh this prophet of God, Charlia Woodward, to know and understand that part of that measuring and part of the assessment I'll call it an honor check right now. Uh, you know w- there are places that have what they call an honor system. They'll leave uh, something there and they'll say it's on the honor system. So if you are with honor, you'll know what to do. If you're without honor, you y- you'll know what to do. And it 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 may not be it may not be that there is a swift uh, judgment that comes. But, but to the to the ones that honor, Father, Father sees that. That's what I'm hearing and what you just shared. And so I I just, um, I want to encourage our uh, podcast audience right now. I man, I am wrecked. Believe me, I am wrecked with that word and 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 it I, I consider myself one who loves to to honor, but I'm being challenged and and Father, once again, I'm I'm seeing that assessment and that measurement on my own life right now, as we have a new administration in office, as we have new things going on. I mean, it's it's our our nation is in an interesting place, and but what I'm hearing you say, how we respond uh, to the Father, to our Heavenly Father, and to those that the Father has placed. In our lives to help us, it's going to determine whether or not our this is a a just a one term, which is four years, <laughs> or if there is a honor or if there's a legacy that's going to live beyond that. So, Charlia, that is such a powerful word. I, um, yeah, I'm going to be chewing on that for a long time. I want to ask you if you would just um, for both. The mothers and fathers, and for those sons and daughters and those who are uh, praying for mothers and fathers. Because I've seen that over my life in the last several years. I run into a lot of young people who say, I've been praying for a spiritual mother or father. I've been praying for a mentor. And um, so could you, would you uh, just pray for both of those uh, groups of people as we conclude our podcast today
2: sure so father i thank you lord that you are the father and you know how to manage your household Mm -hmm. you know what is needed you know how to lift one up without pushing down another Mm -hmm. you know how to manage your household and so, Lord, I just pray right now, God, that, that those young ones that are searching for, for a parent in their lives, that they would, would feel the, the, the sense of your goodness upon them, that even as they remain watchful and ready for that voice to come into their life, that you are well able to parent them right where they are. That if they're willing to hear, you once said to me, wisdom is calling in the streets. Are you willing to hear what wisdom has to say? Mm-hmm. And so, Lord, we just speak to those children. We say, if you'll open your ear, if you'll incline your ear to the voice of wisdom, then you will be parented and you will be led until the Lord brings someone in a physical sense to to give you that embrace, to affirm that call in your life, to to lead you and to walk with you. And, Lord, I pray for the fathers and the mothers right now that we would receive a fresh impartation of the Father, so many fathers and mothers right now are still orphans in their hearts mm-hmm. and they're unable to to father from the heart of the father because they themselves are still orphans but i ask you god that you would loose a grace upon us in this fathering generation yes that we would be able to shift this perpetuating orphanism, (laughs) Mm -hmm. Lord, that we would be a part of a shift, that we would be ones that would receive what we do not have, the capacity to father. Mm -hmm. I thank you. It's the love of the father. It's the love that casts out fear. It's perfect love that casts out fear. Lord, I pray that you would give us each an impartation of love that brings us together across the aisle, that meets us where we're at, God, Mm. that we would be able to walk together. Again, Lord, I just end this prayer with this declaration. You are a good father who knows how to manage his household. We need not fear because you are able, and we trust you. Thank you, Lord. Amen.
1: Amen, amen. It's, uh, it's been such a joy and such an honor to be with you. We're gonna have to do this again, of course. I, I love uh, hearing the insights that the Father has given to you and the wisdom. You are definitely a deep well. And uh, both um, Charlia and I have the privilege of uh, having the same spiritual mother dr Patty amsden and and she is um, just a treasure to both of us and 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 I'm grateful so that that therefore that makes Charlia my little sister <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and I'm honored to have her in my family and we are orphans no more amen, amen. so uh, Charlia, uh, I uh, one thing um, we didn't share was uh, your your um, you're based out of Grand Junction, Colorado, correct? That's correct. And so uh, if if anyone is interested in connecting with you, uh, having you come and share, speak, uh, how do, how are they able to contact you?
2: Sure. We have a website. Mm-hmm. It's um, 1SD, for first, mm-hmm. fruitsco.com.
1: So firstfruits.com, but first, Co.com. firstfruitsco.com. Mm-hmm. And first is one S-T. That's okay. Correct. So firstfruitsco.com. I'm telling you, she is uh, an amazing woman of wisdom. And as I said, the father is unsheathing her for such a time as this. And and, um, you know, um, because of the ministry she has in Grand Junction and some of the things that the Father's calling her to do, uh, if you want to have her uh, come and speak uh, at w- your conference or event, uh, you need to do it quickly because, as they say, seating is limited. but <laughs> um, but I'm telling you, you will not um, you will not regret hearing, Uh, the wisdom that the Father has placed in her and and the things that the Lord is calling her to do for such a time as this. So again, Charlia, it's been such a joy and a privilege to have you. And we thank all of you for listening and uh, we just bless you. And so again, uh, if you are um, listening to this podcast, if someone we want to ask you to invite your friends and um, let them know that we are um, here weekly. Usually on Monday is when the podcast airs. And uh, unless I'm traveling so and I can't get back to, to, to the studio to upload. But generally, every Monday, uh, we, we upload a different guest or a different uh, teaching uh, for your destiny today. And again, you can find us on Apple Podcast. Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and many of the other uh, podcast platforms. So on behalf of um, Charlia Woodward, my beautiful sister, and your destiny today, we want to thank you for joining us, and we just want to once again let you know that Father has a purpose and a design for you, and we pray that you will discover your destiny today blessings and we'll see you next time
0: you've been listening to your destiny today with anthony turner to join us each week don't forget to subscribe you can find us on apple podcast google podcast iheart radio and spotify to find out more or to invite anthony to your next conference or event go to destinymi.com